Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about feelings and emotions as information. I want to get a little bit of communication going here between you and your emotions, your feelings. See what it is that your mind and body might be trying to express to you. What could our feelings and emotions be trying to say to us? It's really easy to just go with the feelings that we have as if it was nothing more than just something that we have to deal with. It's good to question the feelings or the emotions to see if there may be a message included, if there's some kind of communication that is trying to be bubbling up. This is a wonderful place to use your journal, to write down your feeling or your emotion and begin asking yourself what it might be trying to say or where we might be needing to be paying attention in our lives. Feelings and emotions don't just come out of thin air. Now, they may be coming up from unconscious or subconscious kinds of places, or they could be things we're dealing with right here in front of us. But regardless, it's a place for us to be able to use our awareness and see how we are reacting and responding to those feelings and those emotions and what those feelings and emotions might have for us as gifts, gifts of communication, gifts of information. I want to give you a little list of primary emotions because in my work over all these years, it's been interesting to see that often people don't have the language or the vocabulary for feelings and emotions. And so we can begin today to see what different emotions are trying to say to us, but we might be surprised to know we didn't even really pay attention to that feeling as an emotion or that it might possibly be trying to tell us something. So let's look first at the four primary emotions, and they would be happiness, sadness, fear, and anger. And happiness is related to, let's say, reward, to being rewarded, to feeling good. Sadness is related to punishment or not getting what we are desiring. And fear is related to surprise and anger, to disgust. And the fear and anger are coupled together and often labeled as stress. So anything in life can be stressful. Obviously, even exciting, fun things can be. But the fear and anger are together, very, very stressful. And so feeling our feelings 
doesn't come automatically to many of us. And so just taking the awareness over the next few days, or even the day that you've just heard this episode, you could pay attention to what you're feeling. Like, am I feeling happiness or sadness? Am I feeling fear or anger? Even just noticing those big, broad emotions can be helpful. And later in the show, I'll mention what you can do to actually expand, very big expansion on those four primary emotions. Because I have found the more that you have the vocabulary for what you are feeling, the easier it is for you to pay attention to it. There's a lot of different feelings under happiness, right? And so forth. But we want to expand that and play with it, especially when we are in our journal. It would be a great place to be writing with this new found language of feelings and emotions. So don't sweep these feelings and emotions under the rug. Let them be there. Let them flow through you. Let them continue on. What happens is when we get something that we don't want to be feeling, We would try to stop it. We try to resist it, sweep it under the rug, push it away, hold it under the water like a beach ball. We spend a great deal of effort, even unconsciously, trying to keep all these things at bay. And we want to remember the wise words of Carl Jung. And he said, what you resist persists. It doesn't go away doesn't disappear just because we chose to push it down. And by pushing down, like I said, holding the beach ball under the water, it takes a lot of effort. Many people repress those and those kinds of feelings by many different means, pushing them away, pushing them down with food, pushing them down with other kinds of behaviors so that they are not in relationship with that feeling or emotion. They've pushed it aside with something such as, as simple as, like I said, food can push it down. Any of the habits can push it down, push it away, sweep it under the rug, ignore it, right? If I think about something else, or if I don't think about it, it's not there, Well, that's not true. So the more you can learn to let them flow, and in the beginning, it's kind of cumbersome because you're not used to it, but that means you have processed it. You have been with it. You can feel it and you can release it. It doesn't have to haunt you day in and day out in your unconscious. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So looking at the emotions being a way of communicating with us, getting our attention, trying to speak to us in a nonverbal way, we can begin to look at some of these emotions whether they be primary or secondary, I kind of have a little mixed bag here for you. But we could start, let's look at anger. That's a primary emotion. And that might be your mind and body trying to say to you, what am I trying to protect? Or what am I trying to defend? We can see that that kind of anger feeling might come up when we are protecting ourselves. Maybe a boundary has been crossed. Maybe you are being called to defend yourself and the anger would arise. But when we are feeling these things and we don't have a context for it, we tend to just brush it away. But that's why I suggested pulling out the journal and really opening some of these up Write down the feeling and see if you can't explore again with a question like, what am I trying to protect? Another place that you might be able to see some communication coming your way is discomfort. And many people deal with discomfort. You could ask yourself, what doesn't feel right? Not just the general discomfort or pain, but really getting to the crux of it. What doesn't feel right? And some other good questions to split it open further would be to ask, is this real or imagined? Because with anxiety, we all know here that we could be feeling discomfort from imagined things, from our own mind going off into the future, and we are already uncomfortable about things that are not even here yet. So when we are feeling discomfort, we can ask, what is it that doesn't feel right? Is it real or imagined? And we could even ask, is it discomfort or is it danger? Because we often, with anxiety and those of us who have been stressed in our lives and are on high alert at some point in our life, we take discomfort immediately to danger. We don't even just live with the idea or a feeling of discomfort. It becomes danger and that sets off our amygdala and we are pouring out more stress hormones. But by splitting it open and actually looking at it, we may be able to say, well, I am just uncomfortable and it's because XYZ doesn't feel right to me, rather than going right to the danger red button. 
Another primary emotion that we could look at is the fear. And when that arises, rather than it just being general fear, we could say, where do I need safety? We could ask, am I already safe, but my body is in a stressed state signaling danger? Because we could be safe, but our amygdala is on high alert or has already taken off and you're sliding down the wormhole and you are in fear. You may physically and mentally and emotionally be safe, but it is that stressed part of you that is signaling the fear. By asking questions, when we feel the feeling, we begin to see a little bit more about where this is coming from. And once we realize we are safe, once we have that idea, oh, but I am safe, I'm feeling fear, but I am safe, then we can send that message both with our thoughts and with our body that safety is here. And with our body, we do that by slowing down our exhale, by relaxing our muscles on purpose, clenching our fists and letting them relax, sending to our mind that we are safe. And that's our job. So another primary emotion under happiness would be joy, right? Joy is the secondary emotion under happiness. So when you feel joy, because I don't want you to just focus on the negative pieces, let's, let's throw in some, in our journal, some really good emotions that we're having that we like, and that we would, yes, please more. Thank you. Right? Joy. And when we are feeling joy, it is because this means something to me. Whatever is going on, it is meaningful and deep to us. And it is giving us that reward, happiness feeling. But the joy is because it means something to me. And with this, I want you to celebrate this in your journal. Notice what it is that holds meaning for you. Because the more you pay attention to that, the more you will see it in your life. So write down those joyful times. Spend some time with that primary emotion of happiness. Then we can move on to something like jealousy. What would jealousy be? That's threat of loss. When we are jealous, we are under the threat of losing something, obviously something important to us. So we want to pay attention to that. See what it is if you ask this question, what is it that I too aspire to? This is a great question to ask. If you are jealous of something that someone else has or has achieved, maybe you want to check in with yourself. If it isn't so much of a threat of loss, but the flip side to that coin, which is what do I desire to have? What is it that I aspire to? This is why we can take joy in other people's accomplishments because we are on our own path for our own accomplishments. But when it comes up as jealousy, it may be that you need to spend more time 
in your own questioning of what you want to accomplish and do in your life and make yourself moving in that direction. And finally, I have aggression. Aggression is a secondary emotion and aggression can come from what am I trying to survive? So aggression would be under the primary emotion of anger, aggression being the secondary emotion. What am I trying to survive? We can feel aggressive when we are striving to protect ourselves and survive when we are in a survival mode. It is important for us to be able to locate some of these feelings in us, some of these emotions, and just know they are things that are alive in us for a reason. And we can communicate with our own mind and body by the thoughts that we think and that the ways that we can slow our breath work down, by the way we can relax our muscles, that we can release our stress hormones through exercise, all of the other things that we have chatted about here in the past. But for the list of emotions, so that you can increase your feeling vocabulary, I would like for you to Google that. There are many of them around, but the ones that I have used in the past when working with clients was from Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication website. So you can go to the NVC or Nonviolent Communication website, and they have so much information on there that will really help you to begin to feel what are these primary emotions. Feel them, recognize them, feel them, and then see the secondary emotions under them. They are even broken out into what you are feeling when your needs are being met and what you are feeling when your needs are not being met. This is a beautiful place to expand your vocabulary of feelings and emotions. And when you can have more communication with those feelings and emotions, you won't be resisting them and maybe they will not persist. I hope this episode has been helpful and that you will share the show with someone that may need just a little more peace and calm in their life. We never really know who's suffering in silence. And now for today's quote. Emotion is more powerful than reason. Emotion is the driving force behind thinking and reasoning. Emotional intelligence increases the mind's ability to make positive, brilliant decisions. And that's from Dr. T.P. Chia. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.